Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the FIGHT podcast, your weekly combat sports and culture podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we have a crazy show for you today. Today, we're going to go ahead and cover all of the wild stuff that's going on with the combat sports world in fight news. We will also go ahead and break down UFC fight night headlined by Ozdemir versus Smith and so much more. Remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, and share. The show is currently on iTunes and SoundCloud. All right, yo, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into it. I had this whole big thing planned to talk about, you know, yeah, it's a great day in Chicago and all the other good stuff that I usually start off with. And look, I hope your week is going great. Happy hump day. It's Wednesday. Um, You know, I always try to give you guys this content on Wednesdays. You know, start off your week, middle of the week, end the week. We're going to go ahead and keep the content coming. If you guys didn't already, go ahead and check out episode 43. Um, I had a great conversation with... um, um, Man, why am I spacing? With my dude... uh, um, dude, I we have a great show going on. That's why I'm freaking out right now. But oh, Gilbert Smith, so sorry. Had a great conversation with Gilbert Smith. Really, really dope. Um, we went into a lot of things, and, and we really talked about some stuff that honestly didn't even have to do with fighting. It had to do with you know social and and you know education and all kinds of dope stuff. So if you haven't already, do me a favor and go ahead and check that out. You know, do yourself a favor and go ahead and check that out. Um, but I was putting the show together. I was literally sitting here getting ready to uh, record, setting everything up, you know, getting all the, the the computer stuff ready. And literally right before I hit the um, the record button, ding, ding, alert pops up on my phone. I'm just going to go ahead and read this to you because this is so crazy and great thing is it's fight news today so goes right along with what we're actually already going to be talking about but um this is historical this is one of the biggest if not the biggest deal to have happened in mma history i'm gonna say this again this is one of the biggest deals 
to have happened in MMA history. And the news dropped literally about five minutes ago. I'm in Chicago. It's about 1240 p.m. So, you know, mid-afternoon or you should I say right in the middle of the day um, for people. So uh, let me go ahead and get this news going. The UFC, as reported by Ariel Helwani. And let me go ahead and pull it back up. The UFC and 1FC. So per um, area Hawani, the UFC and 1 championships are close to a deal. Involving two of the biggest stars in the sport. UFC and 1 are close to trading. Demetrius Johnson, the most winningest champion of all time. 11 straight title defenses. 12 straight, I believe. I'm sorry. With the UFC, the flyweight GOAT, if not the greatest fighter and competitor of all time, is about to get traded for Ben Askren in 1FC. So here, check this out. I'm going to read this up to you. Uh, and this is from Ari Hawani, um, one of the greatest, if not the best, um, columnists and new, new MMA news journalists out there. Um, so the UFC and one championship are close to finalizing what could be considered the first major trade in MMA history. According to multiple sources, there is a proposed deal on the table for the UFC to release former flyweight champ Demetrius Johnson from his contract in order to allow him to sign with one. In return, one will release former welterweight champ Ben Askren from his contract so he can finally join the UFC. That's bananas. Bananas. Sources say the trade isn't finalized just yet. However, it's been discussed at length and is categorized by multiple sources as getting close to getting done. And if you guys don't remember, and I was actually going to talk about it today, Ben Askren was recently asked on Twitter, what are the odds that he will likely be in the UFC? He responds back, 98%. That was last night. So both Johnson and Askren have multiple fights left on their respective contracts. While trades of this kind are common in major sports leagues, a transaction of this magnitude has never been done in MMA. The proposed deal was first discussed on MMA Junkie Radio. Johnson, 27-3, blah, 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 blah. We know that. Um, Askren is 18-0, won no contest. Former Bellator uh, welterweight champ as well. Um, yo. Let's see. They say the priority for all involved at this time, complete the, the transactions. Okay. So um, this at this point in time is crazy. First of all, let, let's think about this. Demetrius Johnson, the greatest champion the UFC has ever had, still in his relative prime, only lost his 13th consecutive title defense because of a controversial decision he can still technically be the champ with the UFC with the longest reigning winning streak with the longest reigning title defense streak. 
who has a big following, not as big as some, because a lot of people say the size of the weight class. So the fact that he's talking about going to one, one championship, we've been talking about them a lot over the last couple of weeks. So remember, not only did one championship just sign Eddie Alvarez for an eight-figure deal, Not only has one championship, and I was going to go ahead and talk about it a little later on today, they're close to signing a deal with an American TV network. We, we talked about that. I said that that was coming soon. With the Eddie Alvarez deal, one is really started. And here's the thing. One championship is also valued at this point in time at $1 billion. The UFC is only valued at, you know, $4 billion. I don't believe that Bellator is even valued at a billion dollars. So money-wise, this might be the second largest combat sports organization in the world. And now they're trying to get into the American market? For them to go ahead and market somebody like Demetrius Johnson would be huge. Especially with the Asian market. Asian markets tend to enjoy the smaller weight classes more than American markets do. He would be huge there. Especially with the Twitch and all of his, um, everything that he has with gamers and, and the culture. And think about the gaming culture in Asia as well. Demetrius Johnson will be a global superstar. It makes absolute sense. Ben Askren, someone who's not a star here, not as well known here, but is an absolute savage. For those of us who do not know, Ben Askren is a Olympic caliber wrestler, All-American wrestler, Oklahoma State, same place that, um, that Daniel Cormier came out of. Ben Askren is such a good wrestler. In such a good competitor, he has not taken a punch in, I believe, is his last five years in competition. That's how dominant he is. I think it's three years, but still, that's how dominant Ben Askren is. He's a huge star. He trains with the likes of Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley's another one says that Ben Askren even ragdolls him around the cage sometimes. This dude is a real possible superstar and someone who talks a great game. If you haven't had an opportunity to check out Ben Askren, you need to. In that in itself, Ben Askren has all the skills to become a global superstar as well. This is a win-win for both athletes. Now, let me look at the organizations. This is a huge win for one. You'll be able to get, again, the greatest athlete in combat sports history in Demetrius Johnson. You just signed Eddie Alvarez and now you're going to be in the American market. You, they're valued at a billion now. I guarantee you. They're going to be right on the UFC and right on Bellator's tails within the next two years. I guarantee it. 
I'm telling you, if you haven't watched one FC yet or one championship yet, they have a fight card this weekend. They have an app. It's free. They live stream all of their events. Sometimes it's early in the morning. Yeah, you have to get up. But if you get an opportunity, check out their show. Check out the production value. It's comparable to the UFC and Bellator. It's right there. And again, in Asia, they're just as big as the UFC is here, if not bigger. This is a huge deal, man. Like, I'm, I can't lie to you. I'm, I'm kind of blown away. Again, this, this news just came in. This is a huge deal. Now, let, let me think. Let's just talk about the UFC getting rid of Demetrius Johnson. And it's no secret that Demetrius Johnson has not been happy with the UFC. The UFC and Dana White at times have said that Demetrius Johnson is difficult to work with. But at the same token, the UFC doesn't. And people have shown they have never really tried to push Demetrius Johnson. That can be a couple different things. But he's definitely a disgruntled employee. And check this out. For all of those who are sitting there listening right now and be like, well, Demetrius Johnson is boring, bro. Man, shut up. Take your time and watch the sport. Demetrius Johnson is one of the most entertaining fighters I've ever watched. He's ridiculous, man. And he has a high finish rate. He finishes his opponents. He is always trying to finish. So for those people who are out there saying that, oh, look, you know, he's he's a little guy. I don't want to see little guys don't finish. That's not true. That means you're not watching. There are plenty of little guys who finish fights and Demetrius Johnson is one of them. You need to pay attention more. And the fact that the UFC is possibly losing Demetrius Johnson is a travesty. They should not let him go. They need to push him. He is one of ours. He's an American athlete working for an American company. Why don't we push our own? Why would we let him go? And again, for, for him, bruh, get your money. Be gone. Especially because you know they're opening up in the U.S., in the U.S., uh, in the American market soon, by the end of the year. So him and Eddie Alvarez will be the face of one. Yo, one, I'm telling you, one championship with their streaming platforms, what were they doing with the American uh, TV deal? Man, the UFC needs to get it together. They need to get it together. They need to make sure they're continually putting on quality cards because here's what's happening. Now we're finally getting competition. Now fighters have an uh, they have options. Look at all the options that are out there now. The fact that the greatest fighter that we have ever seen is leaving the biggest and quote unquote best organization says a lot. 
This is great because this is going to make sure fighters finally start getting paid what they're worth. This is great. Now fighters have an opportunity to literally say, check it out. I'm one of the top prospects in the world. I'm ranked. I'm beating all these people along the local range. PFL, what up? UFC, what up? One, what up? Bellator, what up? Give me the best deal. Now we're finally going to start seeing people get paid what they're due, man. I love this. I love this. I love this for the athlete. And here's the thing. For those of us who are who've said, oh, look, MMA numbers are down. You know, people aren't really paying attention. People aren't watching anymore. Khabib and Connor just did 2.4 million. Canelo Alvarez just signed for 30, 30, 365 million. There's money in combat sports. People want to watch it. And this, it's, this is what's going to happen. The UFC at this point in time, out of all the big sports leagues, most times it's a share, athletes and ownership. It's a 50-50 split. That's how it is in MLB, NFL, NBA. Relatively 50-50. In the UFC, and this came out. You can check this. This came out once they sold. What, two years ago now? Once they sold. It's a 93-7 split. Owners get 97% of the profit. Athletes only get 7%. What does that tell you? You're not paying these guys and girls with their worth. These men and women with their worth. You're taking advantage of a situation. And now that there's competition. Now that the UFC can't say, hey, we're the big dogs. We got everybody. They can't say that anymore. They're not going to be able to play that, especially if you are one of the top prospects and athletes out there. Once your deal is done, you can legitimately be a free agent and say, hey, check it out. I'm out. They can start doing what the athletes in the NBA do. And athletes, if you are listening to this, market yourself. Make sure you're out there marketing yourself. Make sure you're hiring managers who are trying to get you that sponsorships in those TV spots. Do podcasts. Create your own merch. Don't wait for the UFC or Bellator or the PFL or one or anybody else to do that for you. Market it yourself. Force the issue. Create a fan base. These athletes, are you're competing in one of these, these four, or four or five organizations. You have eyes on you now. The more you win, the more you pub yourself. And I'm not talking about Conor McGregor throwing dollies through stuff and talking trash. No, of course not. I'm talking about kicking ass, 
And then turning around and showing what you're doing, having a great personality, you know what I'm saying? Um, being fun. Look at Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is one of the most positive athletes in the sport. He's fun. He has over a million um, IG followers. Why is that? Because he whooped somebody in the last 10 seconds because he can actually fight. He's won nine out of his last 10 in one of the deepest heavyweight divisions in the world. And he came from behind and won a fight. And then he got on the mic and cut one of the best promos we've ever seen. And then we go and we look at his social media and this dude is a great dude. He's fun. He does things with charity. He gives back to his community. And now he's selling merch. Talking about my balls is hot. And people are buying them, man. I love that. That's how you grow. And now with one, with the user, with all of this going on, athletes are going to be able to do that. And finally, we're going to start seeing combat sports athletes finally get paid what they're worth. Boxing's doing the same thing. With Daz and ESPN Plus, Fox has their streaming platform that's about to start. This is a beautiful time. This is a beautiful time in combat sports. I'm telling you, as a fight fan, as a, as an athlete, all of these things, man. Look, I, I I can't lie, man. Being somebody who I'm a fan of the sport. Plain and simple. I'm a fan of the sport. I'm a fan of the athletes of the sport. Of course, I care about the business. The business is fun also. Paying attention to what's going on behind the scenes, that's great. But the people that are actually out there actually sacrificing blood, sweat, and tears, the ones who are actually putting their bodies on the line, are finally going to start getting their money, man. I'm really excited about this. This this should be great. And um, fighters, man, you need to unionize. That That's all I'm saying. You have people like myself, Ariel Hawani, Brendan Schaub, people who are on the mic, people who care, who are fans of the sport, want you to unionize so you get your due and you're protected. That's what people want to see happen, man. So um, I think this deal is great. Um, I'm disappointed in the UFC for letting Demetrius Johnson possibly go. I'm excited to see Ben Askren though. And, and okay. And this is, I'm going to say on this on a positive end for the UFC, Ben Askren in the UFC is a big deal. The possible matchups are ridiculous. He talks a huge game and he goes out there and backs it up. He's one of the best fighters you've never heard of. He beats people up. He really does. Douglas Lima, someone who I've spoken very highly of. Two-time Bellator uh, welterweight champion. He's running through people. Just knocked out Andre Korshkov in the welterweight Grand Prix um, this past September. Ben Askren walked through him. So we can't say he's not fighting top competition because he has been. 
He wants to fight Khabibs of the world. He wants to compete for champion. He doesn't care. He said he'll fight in three different weight classes. He's an absolute monster who calls out everybody and, and, and backs it up. This is, this is huge for the UFC as well. It sucks that they're losing DJ, but if this deal finally gets done like I believe it will, this changes the game for athletes, man. I'm, I'm super excited. All right. Um, check this out. Sticking with 1FC. This is also what they're doing because all the people also don't realize they're doing something similar to what Bellator is doing as well. Bellator does Bellator MMA and Bellator kickboxing. And they'll do events with MMA and kickboxing at the same time. Or should I say in the same event. 1FC does the exact same thing. They do it even a little differently though. They'll do regular kickboxing, ring with gloves. They do MMA like we're accustomed to. But then they do kickboxing with MMA gloves. One of the most entertaining, in my opinion, the most entertaining combat sport I've ever seen. I feel like it's so realistic to an actual fight. It, it, it's, it's, oh man, it, it's great. Actually looking at these like high quality kickboxers and kickboxing with the just small gloves on. It's, it's, it's amazing to see what these high quality world-class kickboxers can do with little gloves. It's scary, man. It's super scary. Dudes over there go to sleep. But one FC just signed the legend, the kickboxing legend. If you haven't had an opportunity to see him, you need to with over 130 fights in his career. Nikki Holtzkin, the Dutch kickboxing phenom, just signed a deal with one championship as well. Yo, one is trying to take over the world, bro. Like, seriously, it's crazy. All right. Um, let's move over to uh, a little bit of UFC news. Um, check this out. Uh, Conor McGregor did put out a post. I spoke about this on the last episode he, he, about UFC 229 after having a day of let it sink in. And for those of us who don't know, Conor McGregor went on Instagram and he made a lot of excuses on why he lost the fight. And again, this is my personal opinion. This is how it came off to me. I also want to preface my statement by saying I am a big fan of Conor McGregor. So for all the Conor McGregor Super fans and stands, look, I think he's great in the cage. He's one of my favorite athletes to watch perform. I'm critical of him outside of the cage because I don't think that has anything to do with the sport. And he's making us look bad. And I think this post continues to make him look bad. So after a day of thinking about it and looking at it, look, it was still weak. It's still one of the weakest things that I've ever seen from a champion or someone who believes to be a champion. And that's where I'm going to leave it there. Ha. <laughs> um, so next up, uh, late last week, Luke Rockhold, um, the, in my opinion, the best 185 pound um, fighter 
on the UFC roster when he has his head on his shoulders. I had to pull out of the co-main event against Chris Weidman, the former champion, um, at the upcoming UFC 230 in New York City. Jacare Souza is now filling in for Luke Rockhold and David Branch is now going to fight against Jared Cantonier. So nobody loses their spot on the card. Um, only Luke Rockhold moves out. They find Jared Cantonier is now going to go ahead and fight um, David Branch, which will be a very entertaining fight. If you guys don't know, Jared Cantonier, very heavy-handed. Um, fights out of Alaska, actually. Big black dude from Alaska. He might be the only brother up there. But uh, <laughs> uh, and he's fighting the well-rounded New York's very own David Branch. David Branch is a World Series of Fighting's former 185-pound and 205-pound champion. He's a Henzo Gracie black belt, really, really well-rounded fighter, upper echelon dude, top 15 in the world, hands down. And uh, and he's gonna go ahead and fight against Jared Cantonier. That should be fun. Jacare Souza, top 10 in the world, regardless of organization, is now fighting against Chris Weidman. I think this is going to be a great fight. Obviously, I'd prefer seeing the championship rematch of Chris Weidman against Luke Rockhold, but this will be a great fight. And the winner of this fight will probably be next in line for a title shot when we find out who wins against Kelvin Gastelum, Kelvin Gastelum and the champ Robert Whitaker. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what goes on there. All right, moving right along. Sajara Eubanks is still mad at the UFC and Joe Rogan in particular for statements that he said on his podcast um, about him not knowing who's jar eubanks actually was and being upset that she was the main event not understanding why somebody who has three wins and two losses in their entire main in in their entire mixed martial arts career is actually headlining a major pay-per-view event at madison square garden which is supposed to be one of the largest pay-per-view events the ufc has all year so so Jara Eubanks goes on the MMA um, hour and she tw- she says, I tweeted him, but he didn't tweet back talking about Joe Rogan. Joe knows who I am. He knows who I was before it. He didn't have to say that on his blog. I thought it was disrespectful. Me and Joe, I am not happy with Joe Rogan. He can't avoid interviewing me one day. And one day he's going to find himself with me in the cage with the mic and I'm going to let him know exactly how I feel. While she hasn't spoken her mind with Rogan, she did go off a little bit on Dana White on the phone. And Sajara Eubanks in her interview said, I ended up speaking with Dana White. She said, I ended up, she said, I ended up more like screaming at Dana. I have a pattern at yelling at Dana. I guess in our interactions, I just let him know that not only are you taking away from me, but you're taking it away from me in a effed up kind of way. I told Dana, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell everybody y'all effed up because y'all passed on what was going to be the biggest upset in probably women's MMA history. She also goes on to say, I was going to put Valentina on her ass. I was going to show up and show out of Madison Square Garden, get my effing belt, and I was going to go, I was going to shut everybody the f up, and I was going to have a blast. It was going to be effing amazing. 
Y'all passed off something. You guys passed up on something epic major. You just dropped the ball. And that's your effing fault. You have to fix it. I went back and forth with Dana White with Mick. I think they like what I had to say. We tossed around ideas, made phone calls, and we settled on Roxanne. All right. So. I want to start off by saying Sajara Eubanks has a reason to be pissed off. The way the UFC was moving behind the scenes and not telling her, taking the fight away when they gave it to her. But she also has to remember they took that fight from Joanna Jacek before they took it from her and then they gave it back to Joanna. And they still gave her a fight. Yes, a pay-per-view card would have changed her life. Yes, a possible upset would have been life-changing. Would it have been the biggest upset in MMA history? No. On paper, possibly, but in the eyes of public opinion, absolutely not. That's Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. But I hate to say this, Sajara Eubanks needs to relax. She has to understand that she was given a great opportunity. But her record is three wins and two losses. She's acting like she's a world-class world beater. She's not. At least she hasn't showed me that yet. She hasn't showed anybody that yet. She doesn't even have seven fights on her record. How are you going to demand things when nobody knows who you are? To be pissed off at Joe Rogan for saying he doesn't know you is ridiculous. And to say that she sits there and yells at her boss on a regular basis probably isn't the best way to to end up getting what she wants. So I think Sajara Eubanks is pissy as she is and as much as she possibly has a reason to be pissed off, needs to understand that first of all, the fight that she was given to her was, shouldn't have been taken away from Ioana Jacek, and it was given back to Ioana Jacek because Guess what? This is a business. And once that fight was announced, everybody was pissed off. Nobody was happy and nobody would have made money. So that's why I was taken taken away. Did they were they nasty the way they went about it? Yeah, the USC was nasty, but the USC is nasty about a lot of things. But Sajara Eubanks needs to relax, man. Um, I, I really do hope she makes her money. I hope she gets her opportunity in the future. But making it to the finals on the Ultimate Fighter just to get a belt in a division that wasn't already established isn't impressive. Sorry. <laughs> I know, crazy. Until, I was about to say it was a slow week in MMA until one championship and UFC dropped the bomb on us. So, hey, um, 
I know I got long-winded about that one, but uh, remember, you are listening to The Fight Podcast. We are brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring for, for uh, fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show by checking me out on the website, The fightpodcast.com subscribe listen rate we're on itunes in soundcloud all right that was fight news uh we're moving on um this weekend we do have the ufc is back with ufc fight night volkan ozenimir versus anthony smith volkan is 15 and 2 anthony smith is 30 and 13 the the odds of this fight Volkan is the favorite, minus 230. Anthony Smith is a plus 160. All right, this fight is at 205. The winner of this fight, honestly, should be in line for the title shot. This really does feel like a number one contender fight, and they'll end up probably fighting against the winner of John Jones and Alexander Gustafson in December. Probably they end up fighting March or whatever. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, depends on actually probably wins that fight. But um, Anthony Smith is on a tear ever since he's moved up to 205. Just got done dismantling Rashad Evans, turning around and just beating the brakes off of Shogun Hua. Uh, Volkan Oznamir recently uh, came off of a loss against Daniel Cormier for a 205-pound chip. He was supposed to fight against Alexander Gustafsson, sustained an injury, had to pull out. So this is his first fight in about a year's time. Um, still, two powerful guys, two big, explosive, athletic guys. What do I think is going to happen if at all you are going to go ahead and actually put money on this fight? Or any fights of the night, I would say put this upset pick up. I have to go with Anthony Smith. I think he's on a tear. I think it's his time. I think he has a, for those of us who don't know, he is extremely long. He's rangy. Power in both hands, knees, feet. Extremely explosive. And he has a wealth of experience. He's young in the sport. He's young, should I say, in age, but he's experienced in the sport. Far more experience than Vulcan Ozdemir. He's been in there with guys who have power like Ozdemir. Ozdemir is somebody who I think has a lot of power, a lot of potential, but he doesn't have an all-around game. And we saw a lot of that when we actually watched him fighting against Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier easily took him down. Actually, first of all, Daniel Cormier easily beat Ozemir on the feet, easily took him down, and easily finished him on the ground. Anthony Smith had an opportunity to do that. Anthony Smith is more well-versed in his wrestling. Anthony Smith boxing is great. Yes, can he get caught? Of course, he's been caught. He has 13 losses on his resume. But it just feels like it's his time. So this is my upset pick to click. This is the main event. I would definitely go with Anthony Smith. All right, next on this card. This card was supposed to be Artem Lovbov, uh, Connor's boy, against um, uh, Magomov Sharapov, who is um, Khabib's friend. This car, the fight was changed because of the ramifications happened after UFC 229. We all know what happened there. So, um, Khabib's guy was taken off the card. In comes on short notice Michael Johnson. 
I think it was like a 10 days notice Michael Johnson fills in. Um, Michael Johnson is 19-12 record. Arm Lobov has a saucy ass 14-14-1 record. Uh, Mike, uh, Michael Johnson is the favorite. Minus 5-26. Arm Lobov is a 3-75. Should be an entertaining fight. Artem always comes to, um, to fight. Terrible matchup for him. Michael Johnson is better striking, better wrestling, He's faster and he has more power. Don't see this fight going well for Arm Lobov. Absolutely see this fight going to Michael Johnson. Um, fight of the night uh, pick, in my opinion. Um, Ed Herman, 16 and 10, longtime fighter, UFC, um, is fighting against Gian Vellante, training partners of Chris White. I mean, comes out of that Sarah Longo system up there in New York. Um, he's 20, 24 and 13. Um, Gian Vellante is actually the favorite in this card. Minus 250 at Herman is a plus 195. I, I can't lie. I also have to go with Gian Vellante in this one. Very solid wrestling. Good chin. Solid stand up. All those guys in that camp. Um, in Weidman's camp. Sarah Longo. All those guys up there. Um, all have solid striking. All of them have really, really solid jujitsu, and they're all tough as nails. I have to go with Gian Vellante. Ed Herman, been in the game for a long time. He's taken some rough ones in, um, in the last couple years. Um, as well-rounded, great on the ground, great grappling, great jujitsu. As solid as he is there, I absolutely have to go with Gian Vellante in this one. And finally, the card fight I want to talk about is... Um, prospect alert on the fight podcast. He was just on um, the fight podcast, um, and we had a great conversation on episode uh, blah 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 blah. He was on episode forty, episode forty of the fight podcast. T Edwards, with a record of six and one, is headlining the fight pass prelims. And he's going to go ahead and compete against Don Mage. Don Mage is 7-1. T. Edwards is 6-1. Should be a good fight. T is a minus 235 uh, favorite. I'm also rocking with T in this one. Yo, all in all, it should be a really, really solid card. Um, Check it out. It's it's a fun, perfect fight night. It's going to be on uh, this Saturday uh, evening. Yo, one championship. Dude, they're taking over. Um, they also have a great fight card this weekend. Um, it is their for their middleweight championship fight, and they also have some great kickboxing. That also is on Saturday. If you have an opportunity, that'll be Saturday morning. Check that out. You absolutely need to. Um, aside from that, man, salute to everybody putting on these amazing events um, that we've been having coming up. Uh, combat sports is at a great point in time man um i love what i'm seeing from all the organizations i love that we're starting to get parity in the sport i love that fighters are finally going to start getting paid what they're due but we need a union of some sort they need to come together so that all of them can start actually getting paid the faster that happens the faster all of you get paid and that's what all of us want to see. At least that's what I want to see um, as a fan of the sport and as a fan of everybody else out there. Um, yo, thank you all so much for listening to the Fight Podcast today. Uh, later up this week, we still have 
um, our prospect alert of the week, um, my hot takes and your turn to talk. This is Serge Vicente. This is episode 44 of the Fight Podcast. Um, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Remember, purchase merch. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud. We are on Facebook. We are on IG. We are on Twitter. Follow us, share, tell everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. I am your host, Serge Vicente, and I'll see you next time. Peace out.